Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. All right, we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. We have with us Training Pros Relationship Manager, Julia Wissing. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you've been having a good time this morning. We've already had some of your folks in here. We have, we have, and we've got plenty more to go. And one, of my, one of my best right here. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. In this segment, we have with us success coach and HR business partner, Miss Melissa Walker. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everybody else doing? Good, I think. Lee, you ready for this conversation? Ready or not, right? All right. Here we come. So, uh, Melissa, uh, success coach, what is your kind of, do you have an overarching philosophy as a success coach? You know, as a success, co- success coach, if I can speak, um, I'd say really what I focus on or my philosophy is focusing more on behavior change and how we impact that in the workplace. So that's where I specifically So you think focus. that's possible? It is, actually. Really? Yeah. One of the cool <laughs> things about being a coach is that you really get to the behind the scenes, uh-huh. the subconscious mind of not necessarily what you're doing, but why you're doing what you're doing, and we help you figure out how to change that. So um, can you share maybe a story where you've moved a person? where they were doing something and they wanted to change and you were able to help them? Yeah. So well, wait just a minute. Did true? they want to change or did somebody come in and say, look, I, I need you to Bob. fix Bob. <laughs> it goes both ways, <laughs> let okay. me tell you. All right. So, okay, now tell your but, story. You know, that's one of the catches, though, to the whole thing about coaching is that you have to be willing to change and willing to listen. Uh, so if somebody tells you to do it, you're not going to be a good client. And that's something that we have to figure out in the beginning as a coach is, are you somebody that's actually willing to change? And if not, we usually won't accept you as a client. <laughs> so how can you tell if someone's willing to change? Well, you have an initial interview and you talk with them and you find out really, you listen for change talk, you listen for somebody who really sees it and is willing to take the steps necessary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may not realize it till halfway through, um, <laughs> but you try to find out from the beginning. So now, can you share that story or can, does somebody come to mind that you were able to have an impact in their life? Yeah. Um, so part of my role actually in my in my corporate world is um, to deal with a lot of different leaders and the things that they're dealing with. And to keep it at a high level, um, one of the times that I was dealing with a leader, they were really having a hard time because they had to make some decisions on the worst decision you can make as a leader is impacting people's employment. Right. Yeah. And while they were doing that, um, they really just had this barrier that was stopping them from being able to make the decisions they needed to move forward. And so we really talked about it and we talked about what was stopping them and um, talked about how they were feeling and and went through the emotions of it. And we figured out what the difference was that needed to be made and what the change was. And they realized that actually even when you are impacting somebody's employment, you can actually help them. Because sometimes whenever people are looking at their employment and it being impacted, they need to move on. Mm-hmm. And they end up coming back. I've had people numerous times come back. And this leader saw this in the long run. They said, thank you. It was time mm-hmm. for me to move. And I just didn't realize it. Stone calls it freeing up your future. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to the best of them. So, so this capacity, this ability and willingness to embrace a different path or change, uh, can you hire for that? Because that's, that's my dream is that you could hire for that. Is that even possible? So I need you to, un- I don't understand that. Like so if I, if I want people in my organization that are the type that would embrace change and are going to be open-minded to doing new and different things, can you really hire for that propensity or does oh, it, yeah. do you have to train it? 
No, it's it's both. I mean, there's people that are really good with being agile, nimble, able to move and, and accelerate with the change of business. Right. And there's people that are really resistant to it. Um, you can definitely hire for it, but you can train for it too. It's not something that isn't trained. One of the things that I think we've talked about before are assessments that you do mm-hmm. during the process. Mm-hmm. And that might be one of one of those that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's a lot a, of different assessments. You, you can, can do an utilize. assessment to see if they're kind of open to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of them that can give you like your innate core, how you do things, why mm-hmm. you do things the way you do. Um, and, and part of those will really help a company um, understand your ability to make change. That would make me feel better. Then I can say, look, I was going to hire you, but I don't. You didn't yeah, would you pass? Test. I'm like, would you pass? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm a change junkie. <laughs> I'm going with change because, I mean, I heard a different question. <laughs> so now are you seeing in the, in the in the world right now, genera- generationally, uh, the different characteristics? Are the younger people today more open to change than maybe, you know, the older folks? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a huge difference than before because we had people, if you go back all the way to tradi- traditionalist, if I can say it, um, were really kind of you get a job and you stay there forever, right? right? Now you get to, you know, the younger group and um, I can't think of what it's called. the ex- Millennials. Generation. Millennials, thank you. Yeah, we're running out of letters to call them. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I think they have like X, Y, and then we had to go to Millennials. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think there's a new one. It's like the zero or something. Um, but no, they, um, they are used to change and they're constantly changing and they expect to change and move through an organization or be able to be flexible with their time and everything and so it's it's a huge drastic difference if you look at all generations i used to train on that actually it was really fun when i had every generation in a class in one room mm-hmm. it was fun i can't <laughs> imagine designing well that's an excellent yeah. point how, how do you design training when you've got that many different frames of reference and orientations you know, that's, at, different, yeah. that's a good point because that's one of the reasons people are moving to a lot of coaching is because whenever you do traditional training, you're looking at a very like, you know, tailored program that fits everybody in the room, but it doesn't fit everybody in the room because everybody's right. different. And so one of the things that coaching does is it gets to that person and their needs. And you can do coaching like group coaching to help bring people together in team development. That's different because it's more catered to the person than the, you know, in a box programs. That so do you find that coaching works best in that more individualized manner rather than in a group setting? Well, you know what? A lot of trending I've seen lately is companies that are moving to that coaching environment. So what we're doing is utilizing companies. Actually, I know of a couple that really focus on doing um, training managers to be coaches. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you develop a coaching culture. Are they changing culture. the title? They're like, changing the so they're culture. They're teaching managers on how to coach their employees. So it, what it brings is a lot of empowerment, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And it has huge financial impact to organizations. So just framing it differently is how the learner uh, perceives it differently? It's how you manage an employee. So it's giving them that more like altruistic way of um, guiding their, their selves and being able to make decisions, allowing, empowering people to be able to move through making decisions. You know, part of coaching isn't necessarily telling somebody like what to do as you would do with co- uh, consulting. Sorry. Right. Um, what it is is you guide people to learn how to do it and to make their own decisions and empower them. Do, but do younger people in particular feel better about being coached rather than managed? Maybe that term. I think that's is a very good I point. Think I think I would. True. I'm fifty something <laughs> years old. And I think I would feel better about that. Yeah, I mean, does anybody feel better whenever you make the decision, or do you like somebody <laughs> to tell you what to do? I mean, I think right. we all like to make our own decisions. I know right. I do. <laughs> My boyfriend doesn't like it too much. <laughs> so uh, you have quite a bit of experience uh, working uh, with and and for large organizations. How does how how do requirements, ideas, innovation like this 
unfold in, in large organizations? Do they have people like you who have expertise and you go to the, you know, to the back room where everybody's smoking cigars and making the big decisions? I wish. And sell it? <laughs> or do they hand it down? Or how does the... Yeah, I think it's both ways. We're seeing a lot of trends to where companies are hiring internal coaches and having them do um, coaching throughout the staff at all different levels. And then we also have external coaches. Um, The trend is moving towards internal, but it it really is both. It's twofold. So um, both of them work. It depends on how much you want to get involved in politics, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And I think one of the things that that was inspiring to me that you mentioned is that the third party aspect of the external coaches in some instances is very helpful. So if you have an internal coach, sometimes that brings that political aspect. And if you have the external coach, it's very objective. So it can be more effective. Yeah. One of the things about coaching too, is that you don't necessarily have to know all the details behind everything because you're really just getting to the emotion and the root of their problem. So you don't have to know all the politics to move somebody forward. You just have to understand what they're facing and how to move them forward. That's one of the difference between counseling. Counseling is thinking of all the stuff that happened to get you there. We're thinking about the positive and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, from a talent acquisition standpoint, does having a coach or coaching in place, does that make the organization more attractive, do you think? I think it does because it shows involvement and, like, specifically focused on employee development. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit more focused on their specific development. Um, if you get an environment that's a coaching environment, you, you know, you're going to hear nothing but great things because everybody's empowered they feel ownership in the company. They take ownership in the decisions that are happening, and they're more, I don't know, inclined to do a better job because they feel ownership, you know? Now, in um, like in sports, coaching uh, happens at the highest levels and mm-hmm. in the lowest levels of when you're learning. Is that the same way it is in organizations? Is it something that um, all the employees get to benefit from, or is it just like executives? You know, it, it's it's twofold again if you get a coaching environment then the managers are going to help coach their employees a lot of times you're going to see it more with the leadership level mm-hmm. if you go through leadership training you may have a coach at the end or a coach through part of the process you know historically we used to use coaches for whenever we were ready to fire somebody and we we're trying to, to train. Them. <laughs> but we changed that now now we're taking the high performers and training them to be better which is a little bit so in the old days if you got a coach is like oh yeah you went yeah. home and said hey honey they got me a coach so you know yeah. don't spend a lot of money at the grocery store yeah exactly, exactly. don't go shopping please <laughs> No, but, um, you know, um, so it really is used more for leadership. But the funny thing is, this is kind of a joke, so I maybe shouldn't say it, but I'm going to anyway. You can always tell when a leader gets a coach because they start fixing their hair better. It's all hair related, <laughs> coaching and I mean, hair. I'm telling you what, especially with the women, it really is. It's like they go from the frizz to the straight, curly. <laughs> well, I really do want to go there a, a little bit because I want to I look at it from the other side of the table. What can I do as an individual to be more coachable what um have you have you come across some best practices um some things that people who are going to be coached and are going to be open to that idea what are some things we can do to get the most out of being coached you know the biggest thing is to listen and and not go in there with like i know everything attitude um you know i I don't know if i can think of a specific thing to say it's just it's be willing to change be willing to listen and willing to take feedback don't get offended just be open-minded and and ready to take the feedback that you're going to get because Sometimes it's pretty harsh. <laughs> <laughs> now, when a person like is a coach, is that something if they were on like an HR track, do they have to go through different certifications to become yeah. a coach or is this they're, they're just called a coach now? No, there, there are different certifications out there. The main um, body is the ICF, the International Coaching Federation. Mm-hmm. I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's, that's one of the main ones that you go through to get coaching. And there's different levels. There's associate, um, 
professional and master master <laughs> mastery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and Julia, think, are, that's are, a that's a key thing. I I also am involved in the ICF and one of the key things to coaching in because it's relatively new be, at some point around 2000 2002 coaching you just put a shingle out and you were a coach and oh, you just say you're a coach you just say you're a coach oh. yeah and and that can be a little bit dangerous because you think? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're dealing with people's lives so they they did be, begin a certification process mm-hmm. and that's become very very important especially in uh when people are are hiring a an a coach outside of the corporate environment. Right. If you're just hiring someone to help you, maybe career transition, those types of things, you're you're in a position of vulnerability to start out with, and you really mm-hmm. want to get a certified coach. And I, I think that's very important to say. Yeah, no, I, I think it is as well. I mean, there's so many things that come with the training program that you need to know. People often confuse consulting coaching, mentoring. There's a lot of different things. Well, there's counseling. a lot of, yeah. yeah. You just, and, and you, you have to know the difference in what you're doing. Just a little while ago, you described a difference or, or a distinction in coaching and counseling, which was very helpful to me. That, that, that made a lot of sense. It was very helpful, but I never thought about it in yeah. those terms. So yeah, there's an awful lot of uh, nomenclature to get your, your mind around. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, when you're consulting, you're giving somebody a business answer. You're telling them how to get there. You're using your experience to guide them. When you're coaching, it's more about how you move forward, and you're not telling them the answer. You're letting them come up with the answer, can guiding you, them. Can you share a little bit about maybe what that first initial coaching session is like? What are some of the things you ask? Well, you get your whistle. You get a whistle? <laughs> Say, what's Make your problem? Do, <laughs> what's your problem already? <laughs> That's kind of how it starts. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting you to get know your striped person. shirt, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or a badge. Um, no, but you, you really just kind of understand what the problems they're facing or what, what challenges or barriers they have. And and um, really just understand what their needs are, and through that you start having a conversation to determine if you know if, if they feel comfortable with you, you feel comfortable with them, and, and if you want to move forward. So. And then you uh, take one of their, you prioritize what their challenges are, and then you work on them one at a time. Typically, you really have you set goals in the beginning. Um, it may not be the first session, but you know through the second session you have what you call a coaching agreement, which is where you're setting expectations of what you're going to accomplish throughout the. Usually about a three to six month time frame. Is it usually kind of a uh, set amount of time? It's not like forever. Well, sometimes if you if you really want to do that, you can. Um, but normally it's about a six month, three to six month time frame to achieve a goal. To achieve the outcome that the you're outcome. looking for, depending on what that is. And the thing is, is like I said, you really go to the subconscious mind behind what the issue is. So, you know, everybody has decisions that they have trouble making, but in reality, they know the answer. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand is why Mm -hmm. they can't find that answer. So it's really taking things to the the deeper level. So sometimes you can talk to somebody and you can see the answer like clearly in a oh, short period of time. Oh, it's horrible because you just want to tell them <laughs> the you're answer. Like, you're like, it's right you're like, here. <laughs> you're like telling them the end of the story. That's how the, the hardest how the book part. Ends. <laughs> That's the hardest part because you have to not do that. And you have to get to where their thinking is and, and how they're moving forward and be able to move at their path and their pace. Because if you jump too fast, you miss the whole issue. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to run into that same issue again. So it's really understanding the depth of it. Well, I'm intrigued with this idea of the coaching contract. Uh, in a former lifetime, I operated in the, around the periphery of change management efforts, so I remember the concept of sponsor contracting and, and working with them. Uh, but it, it occurs to me this is really important, the, the contracting that you do, the, the structure that you put around the relationship, the time uh, bind. I suspect the prioritization you're talking about is much better served if you have 
the coachee, is that what we call them? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the person being Client, coached. customer. But, <laughs> but, you, but, I mean, it, they have to set it at the priority, right? So, But can you say more about, like, what, is it like a written thing? Is it got three is main They sign in blood, actually. <laughs> um, no, no. It's, it's just an agreement. It's a verbal agreement about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so you set those expectations and goals as you move yeah. forward. And, and at the end, you kind of, you have to kind of really keep the client back to what they initially started on. Even though sometimes it takes other routes, you have to pull it back in a lot of uh-huh. times. So. And I'm sure that pretty early on, uh, everyone in the in the situation knows pretty quickly whether the chemistry, is there a chemistry component to this? Sometimes. Uh, 100%. Two yeah. good people just may not be good yeah. for the coaching relationship. Yeah, and there's so many types of coaching, actually, believe it or not. So, you know, I mentioned that I focus on, like, behavioral coaching. There's life coaches. I mean, there's football coaches, by the way, too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there, there's um, a ton of different ones. That some of them are focused on, like, the core um, reasons you do things. Some are focused on. Um, uh, there's help cr- me think of some. Well, I have them written down somewhere. Yeah, they're career, <laughs> you know, some are career transition coaches. Some are, you know, we, we're talking about sometimes it's a negative behavior, but sometimes right. it's you're the number one salesperson and you just want to be the better number Even one better, salesperson. Right. Right. right, it's a competency. And, and so it's, right. it's a competency level. So it's not necessarily right. that you're, you're something's wrong. You just want to be even better. Right. So there, there are, uh, it, it, you're not you're not necessarily ha- sitting down and having a conversation saying i'm depressed right and, you know it's it's often very exhilarating right, for the coach the counseling right <laughs> for the we coach. do switch them you know if we do uh, it's we, too deep we're like sorry you need to go like, a little further and, and, down the hall. and that is part of the agreement too <laughs> that is great. definitely part of the agreement it's like okay we've hit that point mm-hmm. where i'm going to refer you to a therapist and that is definitely yeah. one of the agreements in the in the coaching contract that says we've We've hit a point that I think that you, we need we'll to be refer you. You'd be better this, served right. with a therapist. And because we can't go there as a coach, one, we're not trained and we're not doc- doctors, counselors, whatever. We go from here to there. A therapist goes backwards. We go from here to the future. A therapist goes backwards. So uh, resources, favorite resources, uh, you you mentioned, is it ICF? Mm -hmm. All right, but also probably a great deal of of reading. Where do you go for your information, your inspiration, that kind of thing? For my own inspiration? Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm part of every group I could find, basically. (laughs) So so I'm I'm part of a ICF. And you just willy-nilly show up to radio interviews? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works, (laughs) to be honest. I was in the hot tub one night, and there we go. (laughs) That's not far from the truth. No, it's really not. Um, No, so, um, you know, I've just kind of, you know, jumped in to be involved in a lot of different things to where we do see, um, you know, options of what's out there, new assessment tools, new things. One of the cool things I wanted to talk about, because I, I think it's it's one of my favorite things I ran into, is the equine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a newer trend that I'm seeing, but we talk about how you get to the, the subconscious mind. Right. And this is a, a group that I ran into, and actually a couple of people at ICF that are on the board and different things do this. But, you know, when you walk into a room, you have a certain level of energy. So you've got four ways that you communicate. You've got verbal, written, tone, and energy. Well, guess what? Horses can see energy. They're prey, not predators. They feel what's happening around them. So imagine walking into a room and saying, hey, horse, come to me, but you can't say anything. You can't move a body muscle. You can't do anything. You have to control it with your energy. It's a really cool concept, and it teaches you the difference between leadership and control. It's actually a really cool thing I've seen. So, like, the executive is hanging out with a horse? They use the force. <laughs> the force? <laughs> yes. A horse the force. The horse, the horse, horse, horse. <laughs> And he talks to Mr. Ed. <laughs> right. So and now, then the other thing is, 
uh, one of the things and why why we're so close is because the coaching community is very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and part of the reason is that matching with a relationship. Right. When when we don't when we find someone that isn't a good match, we'll refer them to someone that we think is a good match. And so our community is very close so that we can help. You know, we're all very close. Our the reason we do this is because our hearts there. Yeah. And so uh, we'll refer them to someone that is definitely maybe a better match. Yeah, it's not an ambulance chaser industry. We actually really care. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we're there to help, and we do refer on for the appropriate people. Now, organizations that want, would like to take on a coaching initiative, how would they – is that it has to start from the top, like uh, the executives, the C-suite has to kind of buy into this? You know, every organization set up different, so I can't necessarily speak to that. The organization I work for, we have a group that specifically handles all of our learning and talent needs, and they partner with different um, consultants or organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a major one I've worked with that does a coaching culture. It's called Advantage Coaching. They actually have a certification program that they utilize for managers. Um, there's a lot of different er- you know groups out there that do mm-hmm. that, but there's ones that can actually come in and help train so you have that coaching culture. But if you're just going to get an external coaching, you can go to ICF. You can call me. <laughs> <laughs> Julia. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of different ways to find the resources. Because uh, you as an individual can just call on your own. But sometimes organizationally, this is just part of the culture of the organization that they um, have coaches and then encourage yeah. their employees yeah. to go through the process. Yeah. So we have leaders come to us and say, you know, there's a, somebody who needs to move to the organization. There's maybe a certain competency they need to develop or mm-hmm. there's some barrier that they have or you know, they cry at work or they, you know, I've seen it all. So, um, uh, that's a real thing. That they really cry at, somebody said, yeah, this person cries at work. That, that, they did. <laughs> um, and so, um, that one. Yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> so we, we do, you know, refer those kind of things on, but, um, so, but yeah, they come to us and then, and we reach out to find the right sources and mm-hmm. we get bios from the coaches and, and determine the best approach. <clears throat> we have some set ones we use as well. So. And and you guys just as a as a group strike me you guys uh, that's probably not fair but the people in the training Ladies. development coaching arena you seem to be a very collaborative group and you genuinely try to help mm-hmm. e- each other uh, I want to make sure before we wrap that our listeners know how to get in touch with you if you want to provide them with an email LinkedIn yeah. website that or company. that what? coaching uh, I have a coaching I have a website and it's okay, actually um, next career n e x t c a r e e r dash coaching dot com. <laughs> I'm glad I spelled that right. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried. <laughs> yeah, so they and can definitely go there. Do you All have right, a website great. for that coaching organization? Um, you know what? I don't think I have it with me, but um, if they give me a call, I can definitely they forward Google, them over. What is and then the I name? Could, um, it's Advantage Coaching. And then there's also the equine one. I don't know if I can find the name right now. Well, we like and to then get the, the national the right. national one is the ICF, ICF International that, Coaching Federation, and the local ones ICF ntorg And that's inter. ICF dash North Texas. It North stands Texas. for North Texas. For North yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. So we like to get those URLs because then we send them mm-hmm. a bill for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned you the other day on the air. Yeah, it's Ridge Equus E Q U U S. I don't know the website, but that's the co- the equine right. one. But we'll figure it out and we'll post it mm-hmm. when we are absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. Absolutely. With that particularly, I, f- I found that it's very really cool. that's got to yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. But I can tell throughout the the whole uh, conversation you. You just you just generate passion. You really enjoy what you're doing. Don't I you? love it. Yeah, I am so inspired by this world. It, it's it's somewhat of a newer world the last couple of years, but it's an amazing world. And there's so many tools and techniques out there that can help people just progress through life. Um, 
I'm excited every day. Like you can ask anybody I know. I, you see the light in my eyes when I talk about it. So. Well, and I, I'll I'll give a plug for Melissa too. She's working on her second master's. Oh so wow! It's not just uh, something that you do just hang a shingle. You mm-hmm. there is a formal education mm-hmm. behind it as well. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. We got to do it again. You got to promise to swing when we swing back through town, or if you come through one of the other uh, one of the other cities that we have a studio in. We got to we got to keep up with your work. Just tell me where to go. I'll be there. <laughs> I love to travel. I'm just Thank you so much. All right, we will be back in a few from the Dallas Training Pro Satellite Studio. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.